So in my community, we have some missions out in Slovakia, and uh, there are what are known as gypsies out there. So the gypsy people would be kind of would have been traditionally kind of nomadic, so they wouldn't have uh, had the tradition of being farmers. Or while they would kind of settle down, um, they would to this day have found it difficult, I suppose, to hold a regular job, as in a nine-to-five job. And when it comes to uh, money, there's an awful lot of kind of superstition. There's an awful lot of there are an awful lot of bad habits, uh, just to, to kind of put it broadly. So, for example, a lot of the families, if they get paid once a month, so say the social welfare or say some of them who, who do have work, if they get paid once a month, it's an absolute disaster because they'll blow the money within two days. So they get the, the pay packet there on, on Friday and by Sunday, it's gone again back to nothing because they'll go out, drink, buy phones and whatever else uh, and, and then have nothing, not enough for food. So it's, it's crazy. So we have some missions there. And it's very interesting because I remember uh, on one occasion, uh, we saw that there, was, there was a family, two, uh, sorry, two families living in basically what would be one large, large by their standards, one large room. So um, I suppose the size of kind of maybe two dining rooms in a normal house kind of thing. Uh, so there were two families there. And like the families four or five kids per family, plus the couple. So like you're talking an awful lot of people, you're talking like 14 people uh, in this room basically, and they're all sleeping there. And <clears throat> so at a minimum, uh, one of our brothers suggested, look, what if, what if we build a, a wall and a door in the middle of the house, that way at least the two families can have their own quarters, their own privacy, you know? So, so uh, this German brother, uh, Peter Antonius is his name, so Peter Antonius, being German, went out and he pre-measured the job. And then he went to buy the necessary supplies to within a milligram of what was required. And then he came and he arrived and he put up the structure and then he put up the plasterboard and then he mounted this door and he had a spirit level, everything all out to make sure that the door would stay perfectly open at any point because it wasn't leaning any direction, it shouldn't. It was a work of art, absolutely amazing. And then, he and then he closed the door, gave him the keys, said, away you go, happy out. Great. Week later, one of our priests came back and saw that the door was gone. And so he asked the family, hey, did, did, some, did something happen? Is everything okay? Where's, where, where's the door? Uh, the priest said, uh, so the, the man replied, one of the fathers replied, um, yeah, we, uh, you know, we, uh, and he mumbled something. And the priest said, sorry, what, 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 what did you do? No, we, we sold it. You, you sold it? You, so you, sold, you sold the door. Why did you sell the door? I needed the money. You sold the door because you needed money. How much did you get for the door? Four euro. You got f <laughs> four, four euro for the door. What did you need the money for? I was thirsty. <laughs> they sold the door for four euro for a bottle of vodka. That was it. And it's just, for, like for some of our missionaries also in, in, in Russia, it's impossible to help people who don't want to be helped. It's so, so difficult to help people who don't want to be helped. Like, like all of these, all, all, like they, live, they live in poverty. And they've seen movies of what it can look like to have a house and to have a car and to have 
a bit of security and to have enough left over then to go to Ballybunion for a week in the summer and maybe head off to, to, to Spain or whatever it may be. They've, they've seen this life as possible, but they will not do what is required to get there. Do you know what I mean? They won't do what is required. They will not change in order to have that better lifestyle. Now, while it's really, that's, that's really blatantly obvious when it comes to physical things, when it comes to like work and money and houses, <coughs> we can be exactly the same in our spiritual life, where people might be in exactly the same place in their spiritual life for 20, 30, 40, 60 years and never change, never change. So you're kind of sitting in the mire of, of, of your spiritual life, which you know, the, your, your spiritual life may not be very healthy at all. It may be quite unhealthy. But we're sitting there in that muck for years and, and don't want to change. And as I say, like, if you see this in, 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 re, in practical, in, in, in physical terms, you know, that's absolutely ridiculous. Why would you do that? Like you could have, so, you could have a much better life. You actually get enough money to, to live a, a good life. You, you, know, you save 15% of what you earn, then little by little, after year after year after year, then eventually you can move out of that slum and rent a place in a nearby city. Do you know where you've got a bit of security, you've got running water, you've got indoor plumbing, all, everything you need. All you have to do is just have a bit of discipline and be willing to change. Now, if you're not willing to change, Padre Pio himself can't help you. But in our spiritual lives, in our, my life, can it be that I'm actually stuck in the same place for ages with maybe unhealthy ideas of God? This, this can happen too. Where, uh, this would, in Ireland now, we have this a lot with the, my grandparents' generation uh, where, where they'd, be, they'd have quite, sometimes a, quite a negative understanding of God. God is very critical. Uh, God is condemning. God is kind of watching you like a big brother all the time. Uh, loving, compassionate, that doesn't really feature. So when it comes to prayer, prayer is something you must do or God will be angry as opposed to, I get to spend time with a God who loves me. I get to spend time with a God who wants what's best for me. Uh, so all this kind of spiritual, you know, uh, they mean, people mean well. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're, that they're bad people, of course not. But it's not a healthy spiritual life because it's not the truth, you see. It's not the truth. <laughs> that's, that's not, this is my opinion versus theirs. That is not God. You know, God, God is not this, this, this big brother, I'm going to burn you kind of character. That's just not him. It's, read the Gospels. It's not him. It's not him. But we can be stuck there. Okay. So just the, the one thought I, I just want to, to meditate with you today is just if we want to grow, then we have to be willing to change if I want to grow, it means I have to be willing to, to let go of where I am. Because if, if I say I want to grow in my spiritual life, but I'm not willing to do anything different, then I'm not willing to grow. If I say I'm, I, I want to grow, but I don't want anything to change, well, then no, you actually realize don't want to grow. And then invariably, you'll stay where you are. And maybe in 10 years' time, wonder why or how you haven't made any progress spiritually. And I'm saying this also to myself. Same can happen to me. Every now and again, thank God the Lord provides, um, I mean, I have my own spiritual director or, or, or through good prayer for people. He provides a situation, a scenario, a book, a conversation that causes me to, to look at myself and go, my goodness, I really need to raise my game. And that's good. You know, it's good that we get these kind of, these challenges where 
where we there's just some realization that that either my prayer life or my striving for virtue or my discipline my self-discipline or my attachment to certain things or people or whatever uh something needs to be pruned that's that's good it's good it's good that that that, that happens but if i ever got to the stage where i don't want anything to change i want everything to stay as exactly as it is then that's it that's actually it's actually spiritual death because if we're not growing like a, like, a, like, a, like a plant, if it's not growing, it's dead. And so we have this kind of shell of a spiritual life. And that's kind of what we see a lot of here, here in Ireland. We have elements of the faith, kind of vague beliefs of the faith, but no real relationship with God. And that's why then in the real life situations where people are suffering from addictions, where people are hurt or lonely or self-harming their faith is no their faith they haven't there isn't enough of a faith there to actually offer them any real help or consolation thank god often through that pain or suffering there's then a greater openness a greater need for god and then maybe they can just discover god in in that that darkness but the point i wanted to make is to be aware ourselves if if i've ever said to myself or if i think that i don't need to change i don't need to grow i don't need to do anything different well then then you're stuck then you're stuck in exactly where you are in your spiritual life and you won't change until you're willing to move and if we're willing to walk with the lord because i was just uh, um, when i was just listening to our reading this morning what I want to say now is no pretense. I say it in union with Christ. It is the truth. My conscience in union with the Holy Spirit assures me of it too. My conscience in union with the Holy Spirit assures me of it too. Now, whatever the, the point is, we don't need to go into. But he's saying, like, I'm, I'm walking with the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, as we saw in, in, as we see in the life of St. Paul, was quite unpredictable at times. He'd guide him here and he'd guide him there. And, and he went. Am I allowing myself to be guided by the Spirit? Am I willing to let go of where I am? Am I willing to change? Am I willing to grow? If so, we have the Lord's guidance. So what if I were to sit down and say, look, yeah, I don't think my relationship with God is any deeper today than it was 10 years ago. Okay, now remember, I see, in all of these things, you don't necessarily need Padre Pio as a spiritual director Ask God himself, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? <clears throat> when I'm traveling in the car to work, <clears throat> cycling, walking, whatever it is, can I do something useful with my time? Can I pray a decade or two of the rosary? Can I listen, listen to a good Christ-centered podcast or Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a year or something that, that, that nourishes your soul? Can I do something useful with the time? Can I get to know you better, Lord? Maybe, maybe key to it is, can I spend, should I be spending a little more time with you? In prayer, in, in the silence of my heart. If we want to grow, we have to be able, willing to let go of where we are. Otherwise, nothing changes. But if we do, if we are willing to let go of that, that familiarity and that security of where we are, and are willing to be guided by the Spirit, we can experience great holiness very quickly. So we ask the good Lord <coughs> to release us from any fear that we might never be afraid of letting go 
in order to let God. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this homily via YouTube, via our live stream, or via the various podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for, for being part of our extended family, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, if these have helped you in some way, if they have they've blessed you, if they've helped you uh, in your faith in some way, in order to uh, facilitate our mission and, and, and encourage our mission, allow our mission to continue, uh, you might consider uh, maybe donating towards a Holy Family Mission, towards our formation of our young people here in uh, a place near Clonmel uh, in County Tipperary in, in Ireland. So if you wish, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and there's a donate tab there, and we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us. Obviously, we'd be delighted for your prayers as well. Please do pray for us. Uh, this is not just <coughs> a battle against flesh and blood but also obviously we're engaged in a whole spiritual battle here as well so we need your help uh, on the spiritual front as well as on the material front in order to to allow our mission to continue so thank you so much for your for your generosity and for your support and be assured of our prayers especially on wednesday when we offer our mass and our prayers for all of our friends and benefactors so god bless you and we'll hopefully see you or hear you uh, on a future podcast or homily god bless <laughs>